season three. My first guest is Mr. David Meltzer. Super honored and grateful to have him on the podcast. David Meltzer is a co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was actually the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. He was also the first CEO for Samsung in the United States that led the smartphone movement, as well as many other things that he's been involved with. And uh, his life mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. And he also conducts free training sessions that he's been doing for the past 20 years that are linked in the description. So if you enjoy this episode, I would encourage everyone to at least check it out, see if you can find value from it, because that's all he's all about. And you know, if you've been tuning into my podcast, that's all I'm about. So here we go to the episode. I hope you enjoy. And if you do, please feel free to leave five stars and follow us on Spotify if you'd like. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You know, I really admire all the value you provide to people, um, especially the, the free training sessions you do on Fridays. Today is Friday, so if you don't mind just, you know, talking about the inspiration behind starting that and uh, what can people expect from that? Yeah, so for 20 years, I've been doing free trainings. Initially, it was sales training within the context of my business, at least Steinberg Sports Entertainment and other places. But last 14 years, it's involved evolved with a mission of empowering people to be happy to teach them to enjoy the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of their own potential uh, for me in the context of how do you make a lot of money pragmatically through my experience how do you help a lot of people to provide that fulfillment uh, and purpose in your life and how to be happy how to have fun not take yourself so seriously so every friday at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern I do a training at over 20,000 registrations last Friday, uh, which is a lot more than the free lunches I gave years ago in my office. Uh, and it's the number one downloaded podcast uh, for the playbook, we, which to me says a lot because we've had extraordinary celebrities, athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and billionaires. You've named the biggest names in sports entertainment and business. They've been on the playbook, but yet humbly the training is what people want. And so I encourage anyone, it's always free. I give exercises and guides for free. I actually give my book for free. So, and people can email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com to get all of those things for free and join me for free. I did want to ask you about networking and building relationships. I feel like a lot of what you do involves that. And, um, you know, if you could talk about some of the core elements that have contributed to your ability to connect with people um, in an efficient manner, because that's something I feel like a lot of young entrepreneurs struggle with is sort of building that connection and approaching situations, um, you know, not from a self-centered way, but from a mutually beneficial sort of way. So if you if you don't mind talking about that. I think one word, especially a lot of young people don't understand is ask. And I say that, that in order to build a network community, you need to ask. You need to ask how you can be a value of service asking open-ended questions, being more interested than interesting of what people are doing today, what they like about it, what don't they like about it, where their challenges and struggles and interference and corrosion and voids and shortages exist, and how you can be of service or value to solve that for them. And then even more importantly than that is asking people in person on the phone, email, and media, radio, print, TV, social media, do you know anyone that can help me? But in order to ask, you need to have uh, and have taken inventory of your own values. Because in order to ask someone, do you know anyone that can help me? They're gonna say, with what? And most people, they know their why. Their why is to help somebody with something. 
but they don't know their what because they haven't taken the time to take inventory of their personal values, their experiential values, their giving values and receiving values so that in person on the phone, email and social media, they can ask, do you know anyone that can help me with what? Because I know my what every single day and I'm not afraid of being a hypocrite, especially if you're young. Just expect you to change your mind. Expect you to learn that you didn't know what you didn't know. Expect you to be a hypocrite. But that just means you're accelerating, growing and changing and learning. Feel sorry for those people that when they're 50 years old like myself are the exact same person that they were when they're 18 and people can't make fun of you because wow you haven't changed at all you have the exact same values as when you were 18. i feel sorry for you i'd rather be a hypocrite a liar cheater manipulator overseller people telling me oh when you're 18 you're full of shit. well you're right and i still am but i don't know what i don't know and hopefully i know a little bit more than i used to know but i do know this as much as i know more than i used to know I'm aware of the fact that I know less than I used to know. That's well said. Um, how do you sort of filter out who you want to connect with and who you want to have around? Because again, you know, uh, in terms of young entrepreneurs and how they perceive the world, a lot of them tend to approach their friends. They they go off of friendship first, uh, whether it's you know starting a business or including people in an existing business, the first inclination is, oh, I have friends, how do I get them involved? So how do you sort of filter through, you know, the, um, how do you filter through getting other people that could be of value or building a team and also determining, you know, who's really valuable to put on the team? Well, you're talking about one of the biggest dummy taxes that I've paid. I've spent millions of dollars surrounding myself with the wrong people, the wrong ideas, surrounding myself with people that believe me just because I wanted to please them. Uh, I look for people that feed me and I'll feed them. I now am very strict about the people that I'm around, whether they're family, friends, associates. If they bleed me, I let them fall away or I'll actually fire them from my lives. I'm looking for people that can uh, help me expand, accelerate, and grow. I'm looking for people that sit in a situation that I want to be in. I'm looking for people that care more about what I care about than what they care about, uh, meaning that we share a vision or aligned values so that we can provide to others, allow life to come through us. I want to be of service, but I want people to be of service of me as well. And I don't want people, and I don't want to vote for what people want for me out of fear, anxiety, any type of approval that I'm looking for. When I, you're searching for people to approve you, they'll never approve you. When you're learning to love yourself, all those that learn to love you as well will approve you. I definitely uh, <clears throat> agree with that. I think, you know, that's something that I've had, I've, I've struggled with personally is figuring out, you know, who I want to have around. And part of, part of the reason is, um, I've always been introverted and shy and I, I never felt comfortable approaching people. So I always went to the immediate group that I had access to, not realizing that, you know, they had flaws and all the uh, all the baggage that comes with that. But I'm curious to hear, you know, how you curate sort of an, an ecosystem for self-improvement and how you always stay in the zone in terms of uh, making sure you progress further and not entertain or do anything that takes away from that progression well i'm in the practice of that so uh you know i'm doing more and better than i used to do but i'm still in the progress not perfection state of what you stated i do want to add one thing before i uh, 
approach that subject. Um, one of the other issues as you get older about doing business with friends or surrounding yourself with the right people is when I became successful, I wanted to bring my friends with me. And so what I did is I hired my friends to positions that they weren't capable of. And then all that happens is those people don't do well in the position. They end up losing out or getting fired or leaving and then blaming you because they're too insecure to admit they weren't capable. And uh, especially when I was in the phone business, I hired all my friends to be around me. I was so excited to have the world's first smartphone. And I put you know, some of my dearest friends uh, and they just weren't competent and capable of doing well. And uh, they, you know, since then, you know, gone to blame, shame, and justification, uh, which, you know, I, I have to fight the ego-based need to be offended and resentful. Uh, but the truth is they couldn't perform and they weren't capable or competent. And, uh, you know, I pray for their happiness, but I wish I would have saved those friendships and kept it at a friendship level and try to make it something that it's not. Uh, because, you know, when you lose friends that you care about in a social way, uh, because of, you know, trying to help them and then get blamed for it. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, 52 years old is still a very difficult pill to swallow uh, because you really treasure those childhood relationships and friends that you had, especially when you had the best intentions. Uh, but moving forward, I created a system to empower over a billion people to address the topic that you want. The first is know your values and take inventory of those every day. So for me, it's gratitude. Gratitude gives me perspective. It helps me find the light, the love, and the lessons and everything. It's forgiveness because if I'm going to expand, accelerate, and grow, I'm going to make a ton of mistakes. Uh, forgiveness is the cure to the two-way bullet. What are we talking about a two-way bullet? When we don't have forgiveness in our heart, we don't have peace. So what happens is we're always shooting ourselves, but that bullet goes both ways. Not only do we shoot ourselves, we shoot other people. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that we use forgiveness to give us that peace and to regulate the two-way bullets that exist. Then we have accountability, which gives us control. Right now, we're under extreme circumstances mm -hmm. of accelerated change and compressed uncertainty. And if we have control and know what we're in control of, accountability is the cure. What did I do to attract the pandemic in my life? And what am I supposed to learn from it? Now I've taken all the power away from the uncertainty and change that exists. And then finally, understanding inspiration. Not will things happen to me in a whiny world of not enough. Things don't even happen for me in a world of just enough where I have everything I need, but I'm buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like. But living in the world of more than enough, allowing things not to be to me or for me as Tony Robbins teaches, but go beyond that, allow it to come through you with appreciation, gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, and your values for others. And if you do this, there's five daily practices that you can rely upon to utilize those values in order to effectuate living a life of making more money, helping more people, and having more fun. How do you detach ego from um, you know, when you have to take accountability and inventory of your values, how do you detach ego, especially being young? Um, you know, you mentioned buying stuff to impress people you don't like. I feel like it's a, it's a very prevalent um, issue of our generation, of my generation rather, where, you know, people rather, or people would much rather focus on the perception of progress or creating the perception of progress than actually making progress. And I feel like a lot of it is tied in with, um, 
with ego and sort of placing uh, oneself in the hierarchy, you know, comparing yourself to other people and all that, you know, uh, you have an idea of what I'm talking about. So how do you, how do you sort of detach and disconnect from that? Well, what you want to do is a four step process. Number one, you want to practice identifying when you're in your own way. You want to practice identify what's called the ego-based consciousness. You want to practice identifying for you what the strongest needs of the ego are. For me, it's the need to be offended, the need to be right, the need to be separate, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, anxious, frustrated, worried, guilty, resentful. All of these needs accelerate me in the wrong trajectory. They always have, they've cost me time, money, emotion, and resource in my life. Once I have practiced identifying it, then I have to practice being a ferocious Buddha. Ferocious in the respect that when you're in ego-based consciousness and accelerating in the wrong direction, you need to stop. When you're in the ego-based consciousness, your mind, body, soul is on fire. Everybody knows when you're on fire, you stop, you drop, and you roll. You do the same thing. You stop, breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, you drop down to neutrality, to center, to find the truth-based consciousness that will allow you to roll in the right direction towards productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, towards the light, the love, and the lessons in your life, to happiness, to abundance. That's what you do. Number one, awareness, boom, stop, then drop, and then roll. Um, how did you curate that sort of understanding? Was it through books or experiences or what kind of content were you consuming to understand? So there's several different things. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill uh, was one of the catalysts. Understanding intention, reading people like Dr. Wayne Dyer with the power of intention. Studying the Course in Miracles every day to understand the values of gratitude and forgiveness and accountability, understanding the blend between the pragmatic world and the higher uh, vibrating world of faith. I see money and faith both as currencies. A definition of a currency is an object of energy that you put into the flow. It's an mm -hmm. object of current. And so money obviously is a currency. You put it into the flow, you get what you want. But most people don't know how to blend it with their intuition and faith. Uh, the ability to must be what they can be to ability to find the light, the lesson, the love and the lessons and the suck, to be able to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential without voting for what other people want for you, without voting for what you don't want for yourself, but truly expanding and growing and creating that vacuum so that you fill it with what you want. If you vote for what you want in your life by paying attention to it, giving intention to it, the coincidences of what you want will fill that void and vacuum immediately. What about the people that, you know, have obligations that have to, you know, pay their bills or feed their families? How can they incorporate this within their sort of daily routine? Because uh, this, sorry, not to cut you off, but this feels like uh, something you can dive deeper into when you have more freedom, when you've kind of attained financial uh, stability in your life, and then you have the time to dive into, you know, introspect and be introspective and uh, really figure out who you are. But to the people that are operating on a daily basis that have these societal pressures, you know, what would you recommend for them? Well, number one, don't be a tube, right? So if you believe that, that it's a matter of wealth that determines the opportunity to look introspectively, you're being a tube. A tube means that you're living your life just to put food in your mouth and poop it out the other end. 
you're more than a tube. So here's five things for everyone to do, regardless of your economic status. These are the five things that you do every single day because two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. You control no matter what wealth you have. You control your mindset. You control your heart set, the way you feel. You control what you think, say, do, and believe. So number one, take inventory of your values according a weighted balance of what you want during the day, regardless of what you have. Two, ask and attract. Find out what value you can provide, but more importantly, ask as many people as you can in person on the phone, email and media. Do you know anyone that can help me? On average, most people know about a thousand people. There are no gatekeepers in the world. Everybody's a sponsor and a power sponsor. They're here to create a flow to help you. Three, be a student, a student of your calendar. Study what you have planned, what you don't have planned, and your sleep. My tomorrow starts today. I have an unwinding routine that allows me to make sure that I'm most productive, accessible, gracious every single day by waking up at four o'clock and moving forward from then and making sure that I fall asleep into a deep, deep productive sleep by 11 o'clock every day. Then make sure that you do it now. No matter what your wealth or socioeconomic status is, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is successful people get shit done. So learn to do things now. Ask yourself, can I do it now? And if I can't do it now, then go ahead and put it in your calendar for the next day to prioritize by what's most important. To be efficient, effective, statistically successful. And then finally, number five, as you just went over and attributed your own conditions and values to of having to be wealthy to do it, practice ending fear. You know, make it a practice. I'm practicing it at 52. You should practice it at 22. It wouldn't matter. You have to take these five daily practices, give it a minimum amount of time, lower the bar. It's more important to do these things every day than to do them once a week. And I promise you, if you hold your own values and you take inventory of those, ask and attract, student your calendar, do it now and practice ending fear, you will have everything that you want. You'll be able to make more money, help more people, and absolutely have more fun. Awesome, and lastly, to close out, um, how do you deal with rejection? How do you deal with the perception of other people? Yeah, so for me, you know, number one, pain is not a stop sign. But no rejection is pain. It's not a stop sign, it's a turn signal. It's a turn signal, it's an indicator, indicating that I have lessons to learn. I believe that I'm happy where I'm at, I'm angling towards something better, but I have faith that I'll end up somewhere better than that. So no to me is just an indicator that I have a lesson to learn. I always tell myself to frame it that I'm only 25 no's from getting what I want. Uh, therefore, you know, I'm super happy in my first no, static by my 10th no, super excited by my 20th no. I will promise you this, I don't know if you're 25 no's from getting what you want, but you are only one or two more no's from getting what you want. There's no is an indicator, not a stop sign. And as far as voting for what other people want, just remember this, people will laugh at you, scoff at you and make fun of you, and then they will applaud you. Most people that care about you only want you to be safe. They want you to be stable. So they're not looking for extraordinary challenges for yourself. You're going to have to vote for what you want. Appreciate what people do. People appreciate what people think. Treat it like a handful of sand. Every time people give you advice, be grateful for it, but let it fall through your fingers if it doesn't align with what you want or your values. Just be appreciative. Say thank you for caring enough. I'll take that under consideration. Don't create resistance voids and shortages. Don't bring energy to what other people don't want for you. 
And especially don't bring energy to what you don't want for yourself. Because if that's what you focus in on, that's what you're going to end up with either what other people want from you or what you don't want for you. Focus in on what you want. Vote for that and it will come and become apparent in your life. Amazing. Um, I wish I had more time or I wish you had more time for us to continue the conversation. But again, generally appreciate you taking time. Um, please feel free to let the people know where they can find you on social media and uh, how they can access the training. Absolutely. We can email me directly at david at dmeltzer.com. Join my text community, 949-298-2905. I do trainings every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. The replays are, are featured on Spotify, the playbook. Uh, they're also featured on Entrepreneur. Uh, download the playbook. You can reach me at David Meltzer. Just Google David Meltzer. You'll find me. Thank you so much, Arch, for the opportunity. I look forward to doing this again. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Take care.